following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's talk, but no politics okay. Proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constant Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Excuse me, is this the line to listen to the new episode of Let's Talk No Politics Okay on the BICBP Radio Network? Oh, it is? Okay. Oh, it's not going to take too long. Um, do you know who's sponsoring them? Oh, I see it right there. I want it. I would love to have the first one. I'm so sorry, Mr. Seinfeld, but you're number two on the list. Who's number one? That guy. Okay. So, you're number one. Yeah. How'd you like to be number 20? I'll throw in the soup nuts. Soup for you. I own all the characters. Last Living Munchkin. I thought he passed away. I found another one. Dancing holographic monkey? I have one. I'll make small talk with the omelet guy for you. Did you ever take an egg home with you? Is your head that shape underneath the hat? You ever feel bad about coming out of the toilet and then coming right back to work here? Nobody knows it. You do. Anybody like dirty limericks? Yams. Nobody wants any yams, sweetheart. Beat it. I'm trying to get a roll going. I'll recap last week's episode of Jersey Gangland for you with sock puppets. Man, I got these dead. I eat them, but I won't know. Is he still here? Yes. Oh, God, I Sorry, here. Bad, bad idea. I got a new Final offer. And for the record, I don't think I like you quite as much as I did at the beginning. I'm listening. Access to my personal network of Manhattan zip lines. Wow. Impressive. You've got the first Acura NSX. How about a jet pack flying squirrel suit? New York to LA, 20 minutes. Sorry, The Acura NSX. It's coming. Wow. All right. Can we talk about something else? Hello, Johnny. How are how are you today? What's the deal with that airplane food? <laughs> that is a good question, <laughs> Mr. Jerry Seinfeld. Because <laughs> today, that's, that's we, a flawless Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> that is. I I <laughs> look. I'm just today. We're talking about stand-up comedians and you know growing up, kind of in a stand-up era in a way. But my niece had a Jerry Seinfeld Halloween book, <laughs> and I actually read that all the way through to her, but I only used Jerry Seinfeld's voice. What's the deal with those pumpkins? He, it's pretty much what it was. It was like, <laughs> I didn't want to be anything else but Superman. Can I be Superman? <laughs> there was I like, mean, they got scary faces. Why? <laughs> It was just pretty much the whole book was Jerry Seinfeld as a kid, but it was more like he it was like a like a Funko Pop bobblehead version of him, where it was like the yeah. 
kind of the adult head and face <laughs> on a kid's body, and all he wanted to be was Superman. And that's he what Halloween was great because of the candy. That's all it was. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when you're a child, you automatically think, man, I can't wait to get this book with Jerry Seinfeld. In it. <laughs> that was definitely because I'm a seven year old. And that sounds like a great idea to me. <laughs> that was definitely probably an adult purchase. And I was actually shocked because my brother wasn't that big of a Seinfeld fan. <laughs> oh, man, we can jump on the Seinfeld. Uh, at some point, I have controversial views <laughs> on Seinfeld uh, that I am maybe just me and your brother from the sounds of it might be alone on that hill, uh, and that's fine. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited to talk stand up comedy today. It's one of my all. It's one of my ultimate favorite things. Obviously, if you know anything about me, if you listen to me on any of my other shows, I fancy myself somewhat of a comedian. <laughs> oh, Andrew, I'm so funny and. Uh, I am a giant comedy nerd. Like I've been a comedy nerd for as long as I can remember. And uh, when I got into my early twenties, I even wanted to do stand up comedy, but I was quickly scared out of it. <laughs> uh, it's a frightening thing. I'll just tell you that it takes a lot of bravery to get up there. I don't care what kind of comedian you are to get up there and you're in front of a crowd, especially when you're new and you're starting out, um, man, and you haven't really even found your voice yet. Uh, and you're sitting there try, trying to make people you've never met that you don't know. You don't know any of the personalities. You don't know who they are as people. You don't know their sense of humor because, uh, you know, a comedy is very subjective. And uh, so you don't know exactly what they find really funny. And you're just trying to make everybody in that room laugh. Uh, and when they don't, man, it really stands out. But what's really fun to me is the older I got uh, now, which obviously my comedy's all done on podcast. Uh, now when nobody laughs and I bomb, it, it makes me laugh really hard. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think it's just my reaction to the <laughs> uneasiness that I've pressed upon people. <laughs> I I think what really got me, like, because I love stand up comedy. Uh, I know we. I, we talked about this before I worked in a warehouse by myself. So stand up comedy was my kind of the way that I could have somebody with me without having somebody with me, somebody like telling me a funny story. And then that way I'd be like, Oh, and then I would listen to a podcast or something else if I needed to switch it up. But stand up comedy for me was my first time ever watching a stand-up special was actually Damon Wayne's, and I have no idea of any of the jokes. And then all of a sudden, we got this magical thing called cable. Yeah, it was like the internet of the eighties, I guess. And <laughs> Comedy Central came in, and they would have sto shows like two-minute stand-up, or they would just yeah. show clips of guys' routines. And I was like, "This is." absolutely one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. And like you said, it's just people up there telling a joke and going through there. And some of the stuff as a kid, I'm can't really relate to it, but I know yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I want to say the first stand up I ever remember is Sinbad. If I'm thinking right, was the first one I ever remember seeing. And he didn't even put out that many, stand-up stuff, but I do remember, like, man, this guy's funny. I even thought, like, his voice was very original, right? Like, he just has a, 
original sounding voice in the first place. So that appealed to me as a kid. And uh, so that had to be one of the first stand up comedies that I just uh, comedians that I remember. I mean, obviously, you know, we grew up in that sitcom era yes. where a lot of your stand up comedians were getting their own sitcoms. And, um, and you know, gosh, like uh, Home Improvement was appointment viewing for our family. Uh, you know, and that you got, of course, you got Tim Allen who started out as a stand up and, um, Bob Saget, know, man. Bob Saget, yeah. <laughs> no, I did not know him as a stand up, but still, if we, yeah, what a complete opposite of what his stand up is compared Pretty to incredible, really. He played. Yeah, yeah, very incredible because you're, he was known for obviously Full House and America's Funniest Videos. Where he was squeaky clean. <laughs> Super. Yeah. Uh, but he was anything but when he was doing his stand-up. I remember being blown away when I first heard his stand-up. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Wasn't <laughs> expecting that. But, yeah, so, so like, Home Improvement and, uh, you know, and shows of its like were ones that we kind of grew up on. And those were definitely stand-up centric. Like, you know, when we were started out talking about Jerry Seinfeld, obviously Seinfeld's yeah. one of the biggest shows there ever was. That's, uh, on on TV, yeah. That's centered all around his comedy career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it even starts out with him doing stand-up. So, uh, and, and that's what he is on the show, right? That's his job as stand-up. That's his, that's his yeah. actual job. And yeah. that and that was kind of unique because they always wondered. I don't know how far he got into it, but they always wondered how much money he made. Yeah. And then they found out, and then Elaine was like, oh, I want to get back with Jerry. Because <laughs> they found out how much money he made. One of the other ones that I like, Damon Wayans was my first one. The first comedian I probably ever like was like, wow, even though it, I understand it more now with Sam Kinison. Yes, yes. It, but it was more or less he just yelled. So I thought that was kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he just yelled constantly. Yeah. But now I understood why he yelled. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was one of those things with that as well. Yeah. I totally get that. It's, it's, um, I was, I'm trying to remember the, I'm looking at the, I got a little, oh, Mitch Hedberg yeah. was the one that really got me. Uh, I discovered him and it was a very different take on stand up comedy. Like he would just bring up like a bunch of different concepts. Right. And they were just so silly uh, that I just loved him. And, and I can also think this is a weird segue. Well, not really, uh, but Weird Al Yankovic is the yes. one who got me into stand-up comedy, <laughs> as weird as it I, is, because I, I was like, man, these songs are hilarious, and that just says we're going to deep dive into comedy itself. And so, you know, Weird Al kind of opened the book, and I'm very excited about his uh, biopic, by the way. I actually thought that wasn't like a real thing, <laughs> but now that I'm seeing more of it, I'm like, oh, it is a real thing. It's a real <laughs> thing, and he's obviously parroting it, <laughs> so yeah. I can't wait for it, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, it's just... You know, stand-up comedy it really is a very much an art form, and um, you know, like, <laughs> and we're in a day and age now where, for better or for worse, we know way more about these people, and like, you know, there's <laughs> there's names that I grew up on that are by some of them definitely should be thought of less. Uh, you know, one of the big comedians in my time, like I l- definitely listened to his albums and laughed at him. I watched his show. His show was huge. Uh, you know, Bill Cosby uh, was yeah. a 
big time stand up. And his stand up honestly was very, very funny. But little did we know that the dude's a, not a good person. <laughs> I quoted a lot of Bill Cosby. Oh, I did. Oh, we that, did too. Our no, family did. Yeah. Now that I'm a, now that I'm a parent, like when he was talking about his mother coming to visit and how nice yeah. she was to the kids, that I always used to say, I always used to quote that line to my to my kids and go, "That's that's not the woman I grew up with. Yeah, it's just an old lady trying to get into heaven right now because it was completely different." And that the, was the whole thing he had about uh, that one kid thought his name was Jesus Christ for a long time. <laughs> like that's one of the funniest <laughs> things I'd heard. Right? It's so funny, but you know he's. You know, that comes down to, can you separate art from the artist? But that's a different conversation altogether. I, Uh, yeah. One of my guys that I really liked growing up and kind of made me realize it's okay to make fun of yourself in a way was John Panette. R.I.P. John Panette. Yeah. And, you know, he was a big dude, but he made fun of himself on that. And one of the, to this day, I can't tell you too much of any more of those like two minute stand up episodes the clips other than the one where he talks about going into the Chinese buffet and the Chinese owner is yelling at him, telling him that he's a big boy and he's need, he needs to eat yeah. vegetable. And that was, and that was probably one of the ones where I was like, wow, it's, it's kind of okay. If you make fun of yourself, so you don't have to, you know, pick a guy out of the audience and make fun of him or do this. You can make fun of yourself and it can be perfectly okay. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed with my my sense of humor as I've gotten older. And I think stand-up comedy has certainly uh, influenced that. Because when I was younger, like in my early 20s, I was definitely way more into those comedians who were, you know, trying to shock you, that type of thing. Yeah. And, and I was trying to do the same, same things that I'm completely ashamed of now, just because I thought at the time that that's going to be funny. And that's what comedy was. Um, and I think it can be to an extent. But as I got older... Uh, I started really liking comedians who um, made fun of themselves way more. Like Jim Gaffigan's a great example, right? Yeah. Um, he definitely makes fun of himself. And to this day, me and my friends who listen to his stand-up uh, quote, like we say, you know, like a Pop-Tart after everything or or <laughs> like you just make fun of, you know, because he talks about food a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> I can relate to him quite a bit. Uh, yeah, it's – and, you know, and to this day, you know, if you, how much – Actual stand-up comedy have you seen live, Andrew? I'm very curious about this. Not that much, actually, which is kind of weird. I've seen the biggest name I've actually ever seen is Larry the Cable Guy. Although, oh, wow. Yeah. It's, um, there used to be a comedy place in Buffalo. I don't know. It closed. I think there's another one now that I used to go to. But other than that, it was seeing a lot of small comedians, which I think are are great as well. And then the biggest one I've ever seen live was uh, Larry, the cable guy. I'm very fortunate in that. I don't live too far from uh, a town, a city called Asheville. It's up in the mountains, but a lot of comedians, um, there's a place called the orange peel and they would stop there. And I've got, I got to see this is well before that stuff came out. Louis CK. Uh, I was a big fan of his at the time and he was really, really funny. Uh, that's probably the best show I've ever seen just from a, how much I laughed that it didn't feel good. Uh, but then I've also seen there at the same place, Patton Oswalt, and he was incredible uh, to this day. That's how you know you got to That's how you know a stand up is really good. Called to this day, uh, me and Trevor quote, all the ham. We want all the ham, right? All that's one of the stand up bits. <laughs> <laughs> I want all the ham. That's one of the ham. That's one of the. 
I, and he's another one too, like a Bob Saget. Like you see his characters, yeah, and they're very like timid, squeaky clean. And then you listen to some of his stuff, and you're like, yeah. "Whoa, this guy <laughs> is dark." And oh yeah, I had a I had a friend who was like really into. Dark, I would I would say dark comedy, but a little bit more hard hitting. Yeah, like Doug Stanhope and stuff. Where I'm like, ah, okay, he's a little bit. He, Doug Stanhope can be a little bit too much for me sometimes. And I was like, you got to listen to Pat and Oswald. And he's like, I'm not listening to this dude. Look at him. And I'm like, you, <laughs> and he listened to it. And he was like, what is wrong with that guy? Yeah, <laughs> just his his whole thing. But that was. That's one of the very different spectrums of that I like to see between TV and comedy. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of comedians now that I really like. You know, uh, as soon as they put out a special, I'm going to watch it. You know, I mean, you both like Bill Burr. That's a great yeah. example. Um, John Mulaney. I'm a big fan of his stuff. And he tried to do a Jerry Seinfeld type show, and it. It bombed, it, yeah. Oh, it bombed it. hard. It bombed hard because I don't know if they'll ever be able to pull that off. Were no. you were you a fan of Ralphie May? I actually one of my first episodes on here was on just talking about Ralphie May because Ralphie May was another guy that was made fun of himself. Yeah, and really, I think a good comedian could put things in perspective in a funny way. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, <laughs> I was lukewarm on him. I thought some of his stuff was really funny and some of his stuff just wasn't. But um, overall, I thought he was pretty good. I mean, there's plenty. That's one of the sad things, too. We've lost a lot of great comedians. Yeah. Uh, you know, Patrice O'Neill is when it comes to my mind, too. I don't know if you ever listen to his stuff, but a little bit. Uh, he was really good and died way too young. Um, you know, we've lost a lot of really good comedians. And uh, it's I I still remember when podcasts became a thing and um, the shows I would listen to would start having comedians on. And that's how I discovered a lot of the comedians I like today was because of that. Uh, you know, uh, Tig Notaro is, had her own show that I just randomly found because she was a guest on uh, probably Comedy Bang Bang or one of those type of shows. And um, she was very, very funny, right? She's a very original voice. Um very, very funny. She actually went through a lot in her personal life that she was not afraid to bring up to the forefront and talk about in a funny way. And that just really appealed to me. Uh, but there's a lot of comedians that are like that. You know, that's... Uh, I'm very curious what you think about this, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, a lot of comedians are also quite good at like when they want to get serious, right? Um, mm -hmm. Recently, Bo Burnham put out that uh, inside thing that was on Netflix. That thing is a work of art. Uh, it's, he has a funny song, and then he's followed it up by something that's like, man, this is beyond deep and kind of emotional. <laughs> uh, and he's not the only one. Robin Williams, famously, right? Yeah. Robin Williams, a stand-up all over the place. The dude uh, you know, was just like going 100 miles per hour. And then the things I remember the most, though, are his performances in movies where he's very subdued and um, and you can't believe. I, mean, I was blown away. Did you ever see One Hour Photo? Yes, I love that movie. That I was, was that movie blew me away. And his performance especially I was like, that's that's Robin Williams. 
that might have to be a movie review because that was absolutely one of it, it. I think that's probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. That's so interesting. And the fact, like you said, that's, that's Robin Williams playing this. Yeah. But that just shows you like the spectrum that he can go with. Yeah. Yeah. And again, he's the one that's gone now. Uh, another one we lost. I mean, just think of all the stuff, you know, I think Chris Farley was, even though he wasn't a stand up, he was very funny. We lost him early, but that's the thing too. As I've gotten older, I obviously still love stand up, but I think one of the offshoots of stand up is improv, right? Like improv yeah. comedy. And that's what I've really found myself gravitating toward as I've gotten older. Um, I, you know, I just absolutely, obviously, if you listen to me and any of my stuff, uh, 99.99999% of it, I'm just making up as I'm going along. And it's probably very evident, but uh, it's, I just, that's the stuff that just appeals to me now. Like anybody who's that quick and naturally funny, I'm going to give a shot to, but there are a lot of stand up comedians are like that. That's, uh, you know, that's why I like podcasts so much when they have these guests on, because you kind of get to see their mind and how it works, right? Like how quick they are, how they bounce off somebody else. Oh, um, Bill Burr and Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. I've never seen anybody put Joe Rogan in his place and then yeah. watch Joe Rogan laugh about it as much as I did was watching, yeah. watching him and Bill Burr. Yeah, you sent me that clip, but I'd seen it before because I pretty much try to watch any Bill Burr clip because uh, I just think the dude's really, really funny. And uh, his new stand-up's very good, by the way. Uh, but he, <laughs> uh, there was this radio show for the long... It was really popular in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was like, um, you know, and that was the year of the shock jocks, whatever you want to call them. And you had Howard Stern obviously being the biggest one. And then right under them, you had Opie and Anthony, right? Mm. And I became an Opie and Anthony guy because one of my buddies got me into them. But the reason I liked them was because they would have comedians on there all the time. And uh, Bill Burr would show up all the time. That's how I discovered Bill Burr. You know, so I, you know, even though um, that show obviously has its problems now, if you go back and listen, there's a lot of cringeworthy stuff. Howard Stern, too, and I think he'd be the first one to admit that. But uh, it's just so much, uh, like, that's how I discover things. So I can't be mad that they existed. <laughs> and Bill Burr is just a great example of that. And, man, I, and he's another one, right, who's getting into acting. And he's actually, a, he was awesome in The Mandalorian. So. I loved him in Breaking Bad. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. You When you talked about improv, the first thing that came, Comedy Central has been so, it it's, it's not 100% what it used to be. It's kind of like an M- MTV to some people. Like to a, to a music fan, Comedy Central isn't exactly what it used to be when I, I know when I was growing up. Yeah. Same thing with MTV. But I remember watching the old Whose Line Is, Whose Line is It Anyway? Yes. Before, yes. you know, the Drew Carey and everybody was watching right. it. And you learn about like the Greg Poops and or Proops, Props. I can't even say his name. I think it's Proops. With an R, I believe, I believe so. Yeah, oh, Ryan Styles, Ryan Styles, uh, uh, Colin. Head. Yeah, Colin. Uh, I can't. That's the bald guy. You think of Colin yeah. and Ryan were my favorite ones. Uh, and, yeah, and those guys were like great. And then all of a sudden, I see some of these guys on like Drew Carey and stuff, and I'm yeah. like, oh, they <laughs> they could they could do more than just this. And 
And I just loved watching, like, whose line is it anyway? And two minutes stand up was yeah. like the things that I needed to watch. What was it? Uh, Comedy Central also had this other show, and it was every weekend. It was 30 minutes, and they would, I can't remember what it was called, but they would have the stand up doing a set for 30 minutes. And oh. I watched so many of them. That's how I discovered a lot of comedians I really liked was because of that. Um, like Dimitri Martin, I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he was. I love Dimitri Martin. Yeah, I discovered him through that. Uh, that dude is so very different and funny. I uh, I laugh because my father-in-law, very like old rock and roll type. Yeah. Great guy, but old rock and roll. So, like, if he would come over on Thanksgiving and it'd be like the denim button up shirt, and then, <laughs> and then he would like the leather vest. Right. And all I could think about was the Dimitri Martin skit every time I saw him do that. He was like, <laughs> I saw a guy wear the leather jacket. And I was like, wow, that's cool. Then I saw a guy wear a leather vest. And I'm like, that's not cool. So then I realized, <laughs> you know what is cool? Leather sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where i uh, dimitri martin he had a great show too i liked his other thing where he talked yeah. about sports teams if they were to battle in real life would <laughs> we really want to see it but i i like i really like dimitri martin my uh, but that one i can't remember what it was called you know what i'm talking about though right like it's a 30 it, minute stand-up show is it stand up, stand up, or was that the one I'm talking about? The two minutes. I think it's that. No, it wasn't stand up, stand up. I mean, that's, that's how I discovered Brian Regan was on there. I remember his two drink minimum. No, that's not it either. I watched that too, but that's that's not it. Um, so many good ones. Pre- premium blend. I remember that might be it. No, I think it's just Comedy Central presents. Maybe yes, it is. Stuff. There it is. Comedy yeah. Central presents. <laughs> yeah, it literally just popped in my head as I was thinking about it. Um, but yeah, I discovered a lot of great comedy that way. And you're right. I mean. That's another topic for the show. TV stations that used to be one thing and it's not that thing oh, anymore. I mean, we you just mentioned two already, but the you know History Channel you can throw in there. Uh, there's so many you can talk. History there, Channel talk was weird in the beginning. Um, yeah, um, but there's a lot of people who I discovered like you know on these shows, and I didn't even realize they were stand-up comedians. And then when their albums would come out, I'd be blown away. You know, Norm Macdonald's a great example of this. Uh, he, you know, I knew him as a Saturday Night Live doing the the news segment guy, and then he would put out an album. I'm like, whoa, what? And I go, and I go, well, I'll give us a shot, right? I was like, I'll just. This is definitely back in the time where I had extra money, I had a really good paying job, and I was single. And uh, I was like, man, so I pretty much, I bought a lot of stand up albums then, and I, I and I got his, and I'm like, well, I'll give us a shot, and. I was blown away. <laughs> it was so different and good. Oh, uh, man. That's how I kind of learned about Bill Ingvall was. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my uncle and his family drove up from Florida and he was like, this is this is how I stay awake. Kind of like what I did at work was he was, he was like, everybody else will be sleeping in the car. I pop in this tape. He's talking to me. And the here's your sign thing was like one of the most amazing things that I ever heard. I I think that that was kind of like a cool thing for a lot of uh, comedians. I don't think too many of have many more is that little catchphrase or bit type thing. Like, yeah, you know, you're redneck one or yeah, thing like that. that. And that was kind of something uh, 
in the 90s, a lot of comedians were searching for it because it would kind of really help you. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Larry the Cable Guy is a great example of one who still has one today, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. It's definitely less and less. Uh, you know, some of your biggest comedians now sort of have, you know, um, the one I'm thinking of right off the bat, I remember his early stuff and really liking it. And now, and I don't know if it's just because everybody talks about him. Like my parents love him. Jeff Dunham, right? Yeah. Uh, his his early stuff, I really liked. I thought he was very, very funny. Those puppets were very funny. But now I'm like, I mean, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think a timeless stand-up comedian that whenever you saw him do anything he was, you knew what you were getting. And I think about too, and I, even though he doesn't look like the coolest guy, I think he's just absolutely amazing to this day, is uh, Roddy Dangerfield. Talking yes. About yeah. No matter what you listen to in his stand-up, whatever movies you watched, you were getting that guy, and he was kind of like that Seinfeld person that yeah. made that character work no matter what. Yes. And that I, to stay, and he, I think he's transcends anything because wasn't he in like a rap at one point with like bart simpson or something (laughs) he was was in some rap (laughs) or he he rapped or did something i saw saw uh uh, when james rolf from avgn was doing board james there's an actual rodney dangerfield board game so that's how you, that's how you know you made it. <laughs> yeah. Well, back then too, you know that that's a definitely in the eighties, and you know yeah. you just transcend that whole entire thing. But I, I think that was one of the ones where I just like fell in love with him and just the making fun of himself constantly. You yeah, know, I, that's guys. a you're you're leading me somewhere here too. Um, it was uh, a, there were a lot of stand ups who started out just stand up being their main thing, who transcended that, right? Ronnie Dangerfield's a great example uh, of someone who transcended stand-up. Jerry Seinfeld, is a, no, no matter how I think of him, is a fantastic example of someone who everybody and their mom knows who the, Jerry Seinfeld is because he transcended stand-up comedy, right? He went, uh, he became part of pop culture. Yeah. Uh, and uh, That's... And, you know, and also think if you're someone who other people try to do impressions of, uh, you're, you're, it goes a long way. Yeah. You're there. I, the only time I've ever talked bad about Jerry Seinfeld was I had a boss that tried to compare him to Michael Jordan in popularity. And I was like, there's no way. No. And he was like, are you sure? I'm like, because he was even trying to tell me that Jerry Seinfeld was worth worth more than Michael Jordan. I was like, I don't think you understand. Michael Jordan just sits back and smokes a cigar and prints money. Yeah. That's all he has to do. But that's the only time I've ever put down Jerry Seinfeld on. on that's not even putting on, him down because you're no. comparing him to Michael Jordan, crying out loud. <laughs> you could compare almost anyone to Michael Jordan and that would be the same result. So yeah. that's not putting Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> down at all. And that's one thing, too, that I've kind of gotten to. I will not, I will go out of my way to not criticize. Or put down something I don't think is funny, uh, for the most part. There are times where I just can't help myself because I just is so bad. But for overall, I, because I just a know that comedy is hard. It is hard. Mm-hmm. B comedy is very subjective. You know what I find funny, it, it, somebody else may not find funny, and vice versa. Uh, you know, uh, let's talk about the Seinfeld thing real quick. Yeah. All right. So 
for a long, long time, obviously, I was always aware of Seinfeld. I knew of it. I had seen clips of it, bits and pieces of it. And obviously, I've heard so, like, there's so many. Seinfeld was so huge that I could tell you who the soup Nazi was, but I've never seen the episode, right? That's how big Seinfeld is. And, uh, but it was also that show for me that everybody who knew me and knew my sense of humor uh, and and all that were like, man, you got to watch Seinfeld. You're going to love it. Like it got beat into me. Right. And I think that's where this resentment of Seinfeld came from. <laughs> I can, as all these people kept telling me, you're going to love it, including, uh, you know, we got a, th- I got a thing going on with uh, Trevor, my co-host for Retro Blist. And he, he's, he's been on a Seinfeld kick. Right. And him and his brother, both Derek, and the, they, they love Seinfeld. And I was like, okay, I'm going to. So I said, okay, I'm tired of you talking about Seinfeld. I'm going to do my best to clear my mind and give Seinfeld a shot because it's all on Netflix, right? It's like, I'm just going to give it a shot. I'm going to be honest. The only time I've ever laughed at Seinfeld is one clip that I ever saw. And it was when, um, oh, what's the character's name? It wasn't Jerry. It was his best friend. What's his best friend? Not Kramer. Um, George. George. Thank you. Yeah, George was trying to cross the street and they made it look like it was Frogger, right? That, that see, was very funny to me. That's why I don't understand it's this gig completely. <laughs> but so that part why, was hilarious to me. And I thought, well, if it's more of this, maybe I've been overlooking something that I will love. Right. But, so what I did, this is what I did. I'm gonna tell you what I did and you tell me what I did wrong. Okay. Right? All right. So first of all, I started out and this was by far obviously the biggest mistake. Season one, episode one, and I just started watching it. I watched Five episodes of the first season, I barely at all smiled. It was it was just not good. It was very dated humor, which I expect. And this is mid nineties, uh, and I was texting Trevor and Derek, and I was like, I hate to tell you guys, maybe this just isn't for me. I just can't get it. And they were very upset with me. And I was like, it's just not funny. It's painfully unfunny. And uh, they were like, well, and I go, here's what I'll do. I want you to give me two episodes that you absolutely love. I don't care where they are, uh, and I will watch those two episodes, and I will see if I can understand where y'all are coming from, right? So they gave me the contest uh, to watch, which is right. where um, the concept of it is that it's about self-pleasure. <laughs> and if they can, uh, if the four of the main characters can go, who can go the longest uh, not indulging in that? Right. Uh, and then um, I thought it was a very, I did a very PG way of explaining that. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm very proud of that. Uh, and uh, the other one you was. Went, uh, you went Danny Tanner instead of Bob Sack. Yeah. We'll I go did, that yeah. Route. I Danny Tanner did. Yeah. Uh, and the other one, well, I can't remember the name of the other, the marine biologist, was that what it was called? It's about um, George. Uh, well, it was actually Jerry's fault, but George was, uh, this girl thought George was a marine biologist. Oh, because he saved the whale or something? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I watched those two. All right. The contest was mildly okay. Um, I thought it was fine. I think because I already was kind of aware of that one and I'd already seen clips of that. I like that very famous clip of Kramer coming in and throwing the money down and be like, I'm out. Like I've seen that clip a million times. Uh, and that was probably by far supposed to be the funniest part of the episode. Uh, and then uh, I was like, oh, this is all right. Like, I didn't hate it, but it was also not like, you know, I didn't feel I was going to be like, oh, man, I'm a fan of Seinfeld all of a sudden. Right. And then I watched the Marine Biologist. And by far, it was the best of any of them I'd seen. 
Uh, it set up a joke in the long run, which I really like the whole golf ball thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that part, I legit laughed out loud at that reveal at the very end. Uh, and I was like, well, okay, I like that. But I was like, is it's, I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing wrong with Seinfeld because they'll have jokes like that. They'll have jokes like George doing the frogger crossing the street that I'll laugh at. But then they'll have it filled with like 30 minutes of stuff where I'm just not laughing at all. Uh, mine are, I love man hands. I've heard about that one. Yeah. Man hands is a great one. And that, See, that's how, that's how big the show is. Like the contest. I knew what that was and I'd never seen it before. <laughs> And what was the other one? There's another one where Elaine is dating a guy, but he's a mystery. And they're like comparing him to like the Green Lantern and stuff that he has a secret identity and she doesn't know quite whether what what he does for work or anything yeah. like that. It's a mystery. And he just keeps on comparing him to Green Lantern the whole entire time. So it gets that pop culture realm. And anything where George is working for the Yankees with George Steinbrenner. I think that's another guy that got helped into transcending into pop culture, the former owner of the Yankees, because they nail him into what you would think George Steinbrenner would do, like the Calzone episode. And yeah, there's there's a lot of like wacky ones. Kenny Rogers roasters where Jerry and Kramer switch the room because the Kenny Rogers roaster sign is uh, is is too bright and it's going into the Kramer's room. So they switch apartments and then Kramer does movie phone or what's the other one? Oh, he finds the old Merv Griffin talk show, talk show set. So he sets it up in his living room. And whenever somebody comes over to his house, he greets them in like they're an actual guest to the show. So if somebody's already over, he tells them to scoot over into like the second chair. Yeah. It's, it's little things like that. I think, I think my main issue. I think my main issue is, and I want to get back to stand-up comedy, obviously. But I think my main issue with Seinfeld is, and they, and and in their defense, they make no qualms about this. That I can't like get behind any of the characters. Like I I just don't. None of them come off remotely likable to me. Uh, The one that I even remotely think is the that I that it's made me laugh has been George. Uh, He's he's made me laugh. The, the most out of any of them that from what I've seen. Uh, but even him, even he's not like, he's kind of a, he's kind of a jerk. So, well, they're all kind of jerks really. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's that the, even. Like I saw it, Have you gotten into that? The fast of us. I, I know what that is because of comedy. And I know what that is. Uh, I I've seen George and his mom. Okay. George and his dad are great. And I love it. I think there's an episode where George Steinbrenner goes to the house and George's dad keeps on yelling at him about a trade he made years ago for <laughs> for the this guy, unless you like know baseball, you don't really know who he is. Jay Buner, the Yankees trade him away, and then he ended up being a pretty good like home run hitter for the Mariners, and he keeps on yelling, yeah. oh, I can't believe you traded away Jay Buner. And and he's just yelling at, you know, George Steinbrenner the whole entire time. I think you got to get into the sub characters, like the lawyer with Jackie and stuff like that. Well, I'm also a fan of, uh, because of, you know, I obviously love the original Jurassic Park. So I'm waiting on Newman to show up. I've only seen Newman once. (laughs) Hello. And that's when something was falling on his head. It's the only time I've seen him. He didn't have a line or anything. Uh, But uh, yeah. Um, But that's the show, like I was saying, that really trends. Like you started with the Jerry Seinfeld stand up. Mm -hmm. uh, And it, 
transcended pop culture. I mean, like I said, I could have told you what Soup Nazi was and what the contest was and all that is without even having seen an episode before. That's, and that's telling you something. That is. T- <laughs> but, uh, you know, like what you're talking about, though, with, with stand-up. And there's other guys that I, I didn't realize once I watched their show that started up in stand-up. Like, I didn't realize Kevin James did at one point. Yeah. Or watching, yeah. you know, like King of Queens. And I really like how when they do that, they kind of bring a guy along in – you know, like Kevin James was a stand up and he was like, Hey, Pat, you know, Pat, and why don't you come do this? And I still love the fact that Pat and Oswald is named after George Patton, and that's like two different completely. It's like not even there. But I I really I, I really like to see that. I like to go back to see if that's the same person that you're getting on both sides are you getting that stand up are they doing something different and what works for each person yeah yeah i'm very curious about today's stand up um i will discover somebody every once in a while uh i had this one guy i was going to bring up um i'm going to pronounce his last name wrong but nate bargazzi he's got a couple uh stand up specials on netflix He's a new, for me, he was new. I hadn't heard of him before. And he showed up on a podcast, like he was a guest on a podcast to listen to. And he was kind of funny. I was like, ah. I, I, and his backstory was very interesting to me. Like his dad uh, was a, fa- uh, is a famous magician uh, <laughs> slash clown. Like it was what his dad was when he was growing up. So he had some really great stories about that. But his stand up, uh, He's got two and a half specials. I know it sounds weird, but he's got two full length specials, and then like he was a part of some stand up uh, montage thing that Netflix put on, and they're very very funny. Uh, so I I hope he does well. I really liked his stuff. Um, that's and um, you know who you know you said his name before, and I think just because he's kind of got that whole the shtick about him. And, you know, it's very obvious he's playing up that character. Uh, but I think he's actually quite funny. And that is Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, I think he has a lot. I mean, he's uh, first of all, he's also transcended comedy, right? Yeah. Like he's I mean, he's good gosh. He's like one of the most famous. He's a famous Pixar character now for crying out loud. Uh, but uh, a very distinct voice. Uh, that character that he made for himself was like an extended version of himself. And um, that started out in radio, by the way. Like he just That's was doing his character on a radio station, and uh, he just kind of transcended that into of uh, like a career that, like, I guarantee he'd make more money than I'll ever see. Yeah, and uh, just all from get her done, you know. <laughs> I like his stupid little comedy movies that he makes that are yeah, not a lot of people don't like, but I I like them. I wanted to, I. <sighs> How do you feel about some of these guys that get called out for joke stealing? Oh, man. Like, that's, I think that's one of my biggest fears of if I was to, like, say one day, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go do this, is I've listened to so much, would I copy somebody? Yeah. Say Say something that would be like, oh, my goodness, this guy is a joke stealer. And it's, and, and you're going to get like punished for it. I know 
Carlos Mencia is big on that. And then yeah, I mean, Cook, they, he's literally called Carlos Mencia. So yeah, it's <laughs> a running and joke. Dane Cook did stole one of Louis CK's, but they kind of did a funny way where oh that yeah they had him on like Louis CK had him on his show right yeah, yeah. and they kind of made fun of him about it in a way yeah um man that's no uh, Robin Williams who I absolutely love was also accused of that mm-hmm. uh, it's weird to me because I'm man there is a such thing as if uh you know I me and you could not have met each other and I may not have ever seen your stand up but I'm trying to come up with stand up but we can have very similar jokes it just happens right yeah uh, that is a thing uh, it's called something I can't remember what there's a name for it but uh, we can have very similar jokes despite never hearing each other's stuff but also I mean we've been talking about stand up for almost an hour now it's obvious that I'm influenced by the stand up and the comedy and the comedians that I've heard and I've listened to a lot because I love the stuff and it would be, you know, it, obviously it's it's made an impact on me. And I'm with you. I think that's one of the things I was afraid of if I actually decided to really go into stand-up seriously is I would be deathly afraid of uh, somebody thinking I copied them. Because if I did, it wouldn't have been on purpose. It may have just been something that I'm like, oh, did I think of that? That's the one thing I run it. I even run into that just putting jokes on Twitter, Andrew. Like, and yes. I'm a nobody, right? Like, I, I, I worry about that. It's like, man, is that original joke I just thought of? Or did I kind of take that from somewhere? Uh, I have to, I triple think about that stuff. And man, it, it, it's just a really weird thing. Some comedians, though, uh, like I think Carlos Mencia. That was, I was definitely. <laughs> I've, I've watched the comparison. Yeah, there. That was. Yeah. That was some stealing, and he and and that's and he had definitely seen those comedians, uh, you know, um, so like that's a very, like, like I'm sure it definitely happens because I do think he really did that. Uh, it's weird because again, I think comedy is art, mm-hmm. and I know how I feel if uh, art that I done. Honestly, I've had people still still jokes that I've that I've come up with, and it's like, man, I th- those were my laughs, right? Uh, those are something that I should have earned, but somebody else got those from using my material or whatever. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> like it feels weird. I had, uh, you know, be- I've kind of semi-retired now, but back when I was doing uh, like cartoons and stuff, um, I did this picture, and it was when. Uh, do you remember the show Adventure Time? Yeah, cartoon. All right, it was really big in the mid two thousands, somewhere around in there. And um, I just did this mashup of them with Indiana Jones, right? And I was like, man, I was very proud of this. I was very happy with it. And I posted it online. And the next thing I knew, I got all these messages from people saying, "Uh, have you looked on, I can't remember the website. It was one of those websites that had like a new t-shirt design a day. And you can order a t-shirt. And somebody had literally taken what I did. And it was the exact same premise. Everything. I mean, it looked exactly like my, I even had, like in mine, Finn was Indiana Jones, and the hat was flying off because he was running from the boulder, which was the dog. Right, uh, that was what mine was, and this was the exact same thing, including the hat flying off, uh, exactly like I had it. So it was very obvious, right, that this dude had copied mine, and it felt awful. The guy was making money. Uh, I even reached out to him and was like, "Hey, this is a uh, this is a bit weird, my friend," and he did respond. 
And he tried to play it off like, well, we're just thinking the same thing. And I pointed out all the similarities, right? Like this, 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 and this, and this. Uh, I even reached out to the company, and um, that's not the only time I've had art stolen. I've had art stolen a couple of times. It's really weird. It doesn't feel good. So if you, especially if you're a young comedian, I mean, Carlos Mencia, when he was accused of this stuff, was already big. He had a Comedy Central show. Uh, he was a huge. He was already becoming a huge star. And I think if you know Joe Rogan gets a lot of hate, and a lot of it he deserves. But if it wasn't for him, I don't think this Carlos stuff would have even came as big as it was because he's the one that really pointed it out from what yeah. I remember. Uh, but if you're a smaller comedian who's really trying to get to make your way up there and, and the bigger name is just stealing your stuff, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> exactly. Now, did they, they stole like your same style or was it just same? Very, very similar style. Yeah. Because you uh, have a very, very unique style. Yeah. Uh, but it is very, very similar. But concept was that same. The drawings were like, uh, man, I wish I still had that stuff I could show you. But it's it was really weird. And that's, not, again, that's not the only time I've had stuff stolen. So it's just, uh, but, uh, you know, I've by a much more known artist than me. I thought so. I thought it was bad when like I make like a like a graphic. Yeah. That somebody tries to like crop out my logo on the Oh yeah, yeah. I've had that happen too. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't y'all have them like uh, your two point I mean, you had oh, stuff. Oh that lifted. got yeah, that got lifted so many times. And it it got to the point where it was at first it was they would just take it. And not and not share it, and then you would say something like, "Oh, can we get credit?" And some people would be like, "Yeah, we'll give you credit," and then other people wouldn't say anything. So that happened so many times. You're like, "Well, as long as the logo's there, yeah, they, you know, that's like a it's a it's a branding mark." And then you get the people that just crop it out, and you're like, "Come on, you you got to make it look like you did that." Yeah. And I've had people go to me like, "What did you do? Make that in Microsoft Paint?" What did you do? Take you five seconds? What did you do? Do that? Well, well, yeah. I mean, it. Some of this stuff doesn't. Take yeah, but long, they, that means but that means they could have done that themselves. Then. The, so yeah. why are they? Yeah, like they didn't take any effort at all. <laughs> no, like I, like I sit here. I mean, I'm not comparing to what you do. You do painstaking stuff of penciling, inking, and all that stuff. No, you're still coming up with material though. Yeah, like you're thinking of those. Uh, jokes and memes or whatever uh, that's still something that's still something creative and if somebody can just lift it up uh, you know imitation really is a form of flattery uh it really is like i mean we were saying before if you're having people do impressions of you it means you've made it and that's very yeah. much true but then uh stealing is a completely different animal altogether <laughs> yeah <laughs> at least give the person credit yeah at the very least yeah like that's i've found out most of the time when any smaller artists has been upset like if you would just get them a little bit of credit you would have just saved so much headache and stuff like just give I, a little credit there it's funny because it really this is, has to do with the stand-up comedian so there's a stand-up comedian i think his name is jason banks or jonathan banks and he's like he did tiktok and he created this character called Derek, who was like his son but Derek was very like naive and kind of stupid about things and you know, he was, and I don't even know how to put it, but like closeted gay in a way, but didn't want to like say it. Like he would make something like he'd say something about a boy and he's like, oh, kiss him on the mouth. And his dad be like, well, he'd be like, don't kiss him on the mouth and stuff like that. Or, you know, this, he was go to a kid's house and he would say something about, uh, 
you know, it's in a bad neighborhood. If somebody offers you crack, the father was like, if somebody offers you crack, what do you do? He's like, you buy that. He's like, no, you say no, Derek. He's like, yeah, 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 that's right. He says no. And the this whole dynamic thing is kind of funny because Derek has like friends like Blind Adam and he's got like a supposed girlfriend, Amy, and stuff like that. And the way that I came about finding about him was people in TikTok would lift that audio. Oh, yeah. And yeah. not give the guy credit for doing it. And they would just do the whole skit between the two of them. And I thought that was like so aggravating that you would do that, like just put on the bottom. And some of them would, they put like original audio, I think yeah. Jonathan or Jason Banks. And then th- that's how, that's the only reason why I found out about who was actually making this stuff. So, yeah, but I think not everybody would go through that effort though, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, uh, and that's why stealing is so maddening, but you know, uh, I mean, you both have had self lifted. Uh, one of the things I just remembered that I had to, I literally had to go and get a cease and desist on, oh, uh, was be- I had to go through legal channels. It was really frustrating and, uh, and it was not a fun time. Was that, and it was a complete, like I was doing, like I was in the clear because mine was a joke and I wasn't trying to steal it. Uh, but I drew this picture of Darth Vader and he was on the Mari Povich show. And he had gotten the test paternity results back. <laughs> that was the joke that I had. Yeah. And I, so I drew the picture and everything. And then somebody stole it and was on their own site selling it as a T-shirt. Right. And I was I saw zero money from it, uh, nor should I have probably seen any money from it because those aren't my characters, even though I was doing a parody. But that's why I wasn't selling it. Right. I was like, yeah. I'm not going to sell this because uh, Disney. Uh, honestly, we'll come at you. They are oh, yeah. uh, they are very famous for that. So like Nintendo coming at you. Yes, yes, very much so. And I was like, I don't need that. I just thought it was a funny joke, so I drew it and put it up. But uh, they lifted it off of uh, one of my art pages and was just selling it on T-shirts. And I first reached out to the person. I was like, hey, you kind of need to take this down. I obviously don't have any rights to Star Wars. <laughs> like, I can't believe I even have to tell you that. <laughs> uh, so uh, you're going to get us both in trouble here, <laughs> even though I, you know, I'm telling you now, I don't want this on here. Uh, and they and they replied, "Well, you you can't do anything about it." Pretty much was what they said. So I had to actually uh, go to the actual because uh, they were doing it through like a you know like a Redbubble or one of those type of sites where there's people help you sell shirts and stuff. So I had to go to them to get them to take it down, and it was very frustrating and. Uh, I'm not saying that Disney would ever came after me or anything like that, but you know, it does put that fear in you uh, when somebody steals your stuff and just, uh, you know, and I was very curious if they made any money off of it, but they wouldn't, they were, they ghosted ghosted me after I said anything to them. Yeah. They don't No, Nobody, nobody cares. Everything is. Yeah. That's like one of those no original idea things, but yeah. And I like, I'm sure a lot of, I know a lot of people made jokes about Darth Vader being a dad, obviously. It's mm-hmm. one of the biggest lines in uh, one of the biggest movies ever. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so I'm sure people have had very similar jokes, but yeah, it's the fact that they took your art and was yeah, like, I'm going to yeah. do this. So I was very upset about that. Uh, so I can understand uh, stand up comedy. Uh, and like I said, I softly tried it and was quickly scared out of it. Because <laughs> uh, even though I think. I'm very entertained. Like I'm very confident in my humor and making other people laugh. Uh, but that's a whole new beast, man. That's a whole yeah. new beast. It really is. Uh, I mean, I started out the show telling you how brave it is. I, I'm telling you, um, it's, 
it is not easy. It is stressful. <laughs> uh, and uh, you get no uh, redos. Yeah, you get no redos. You get one shot to impress these people. Uh, this could be the time that you start following you or whatever, or they're like, yeah, I don't need to see this guy, right? Uh, I mean, if I, we say something on here, yeah, we're going to be like, you know what, we should go back and like clip that out. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you get to edit this, right? Yeah. yeah. Stand up, you're alive, and you're <laughs> people seeing you in person. Uh, it, uh, man, uh, it's, it's, it's frightening. It's, I've gotten up and done stuff in front of audiences before and had zero fear i've been nervous but i've never been like fearful right like i've never had like the almost like the fear of god was in me right uh it's just so weird it's just so different i mean i did a live podcast recording once and didn't have that i've done uh comedic bits and stuff at, at cons and stuff where it was me in front of like um i mean it's not a lot of people but like you know 200 plus people is a lot to me uh in front of them and i had zero fear uh, I mean, zero. I just had a little bit of nerves, but as soon as I, the nerves are always gone as soon as I say my first words, right? Like they just kind of go away and you just get into it. But when I, that one time when I thought I could try stand up because I thought I was so funny and I had had some jokes prepared and it was just eyes staring at me, man, I'm telling you, it's, <laughs> it's just so different. <laughs> So to end this out, we're going to give a little shout out to Eat Slip Eat Sleep List that you can also find on the BICBP Radio Network because we are going to do a little list of ourselves. Oh, all right. Top five favorite stand-up comedians. You don't even get don't no order, no nothing. Okay, good, good. <laughs> oh man, oh man, ever though that's tough. There's so many I love. I mean, like the first one that jumps out at me is Bill Burr. That is, yeah, like Bill my, Burr's on my list for sure. That guy is spirit animal, warm, comfy blanket type of comedian to me. Yeah, he's very quick too. Like even when he's not doing stand up, he's still funny. So, uh, yeah, I Bill Burr's definitely on my list as well. Um, so that's one. Uh, Pat Oswalt's probably going to be on my list. So yeah, that's, that's two for me. That that's number that's number two for me. Spotify, uh, I got him the Pat and Oswald radio. Most of the time, I'm like, I don't care about you. I want more Pat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the other uh, probably John Mulaney. He's on mine. Um, I put John Mulaney on mine. I'm gonna go Mitch Hedberg on mine as well. Okay, so it's four for me. I need one more. This is tough because I'm leaving out a lot of ones I really love. I know. I want to go uh, Hannibal Burris. I love yeah. Hannibal. Great in MCU too. Great in the MCU. Oh Very yeah, underrated character. Hannibal Burris. Uh, I got one. More. We each got one more. Yeah, man, this is tough. Uh, see how I didn't steal this from Eat Sleep List. I gave them credit <laughs> for this. That's idea. right. Yeah, you did. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I want to say. I probably want to go with. I really, really enjoyed, even though I can't really find any of his stuff unless I look on YouTube. Is I really enjoyed uh, Donald Glover. I got to put him. Oh man, yeah, he. I discovered his through him through stand up. His stand up. Oh, did I saw you? His, 
I saw stand up before I saw Community or Thirty Rock or any of that stuff. Oh, see, I yeah. I saw I saw the Community, and then all of a sudden I was like, "Wait a minute, this guy does this guy does stand up." And then I listened to his stand up, and it was like absolutely amazing throughout, like the whole entire thing. I love when he talks about buying, going out and buying the s'more stuff. Yeah. And they, oh, his stand up is more. is fantastic. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, that guy is so creative and everything. Uh, yeah, um, man, I feel like I'm leaving out so many great comedians here. There's so many that I really like. Uh, but I'm probably going to go gaff again for my fifth. Uh, I wanted to name people, obviously besides Mitch Hedberg because he's no longer around. Sadly, yeah, uh, people who, when I know they're putting out a new stand up, that I'm excited about it, and I'm going to listen to it first day it comes out. And those are probably the those that i just said so yeah uh but i love so many of them um man uh good gosh i'm very excited to uh that's one of the things too that i also get excited about is discovering new stand-up comedians and i get really excited about that so yeah yeah i love that too but thank you everybody once again for listening and remember to catch new episodes of let's talk with no politics okay every sunday on the bicbp radio network apple podcast and spotify and check out the facebook page youtube channel and with that being said good morning good afternoon and good night what's the deal with this podcast (laughs) 